0: The one thing I tell people about track 7, though, is, like, seriously, they basically just make staples all the time. They've got a couple new ones on the board. Do you notice that they wait and do all the really crazy experimental stuff when they do cam releases? Yes, but
1: the thing I've noticed, especially at the Natomas location, is that the board seems to be expanding. Yeah? So, like, they keep, you know, they have their normal board that we're used to seeing, but they keep Uh having... No, one of the chalkboard slots underneath the board, or two or three of them. You know, like, like they still have Cryo Thing 1 and Cryo Thing 2 on draft down there. Really? Mm-hmm. It's on the board, at least. Well, it's under. It's on a placard under the board. Okay. But, I mean, it's still there. Um, they still have the Pull-Up Pilsner there. They still have, like, they have these two can releases, you know, the Sherbert sour and the... Um, I'm the first of them all, which we're about to try, which I'm interested to see you read the label because you know more wine about more more about wine than I do,
0: oh,
1: okay. um, and it's it's a double IPA with like a wine element.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, it's the first that I've seen of its type, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but I mean, I think they have a good balance. Like they have their staples. And they have a lot of good staples. So their beer is... that Those beers are readily accessible at all times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they do a plethora of styles. So anyone can go drink there and find something they really like. And then also their can releases are experimental. So they kind of like check a lot of boxes. They're big enough to be able to do distribution. So they have a ton of accessibility. But yeah. they're not so big that they've lost like... The, the micro-brew
0: aspect that makes well, it going to a brewery so much fun, too. Well, you can taste it in, like, in the beers. You can taste that they still put a lot of effort in, like, is that, that right, craft right, right. feel is still uh-huh. in all the beers.
1: Versus, like, like the Sierra Nevada feel, which is, like, Sierra Nevada is still, you know, it's the second-largest family-owned craft brewery, but it has a very corporate taste to it in comparison. Oh, yeah. Like, still great brewery, still good beer... But it, you know it's a different. It's really kind of like a different style in a lot of ways. Like they don't experiment as much
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to like like a New Glory or a Track Seven or a Field Work.
0: Yeah. Oh, but their Oktoberfest is so good this year. It's so good. who's uh,
1: Sierra Nevada? Yeah, I thought That's you were good. saying Track Seven. So I was like, it's okay. It's okay. It's um, not my favorite. Fort but-
0: Rock definitely better. Um, what? Which other one did we try that was way better? It was uh. Uh, solid Glory. Grounds
1: was the well, okay. New Glories was dope. Yeah, so good. Um, but we just when we picked up those cans last Wednesday from Smart Mart. Yeah. Um. The yes, the Solar Ground uh, uh, was it an Oktoberfest or was it a Mars It was uh, and Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah, it was a Mars it, it was. was in a weird name. Good. Yeah, it was really good. So good. good. Like like I that was one of those beers you think about a couple days after you you drank it and you're like, Man, we really gotta go check them out.
0: Yeah, this well this is one of my one of my favorite times of year is the Oktoberfest range where we're coming out and Sacramento's still warm, right? Right. So you can still drink IPAs. And you can still drink lagers. And dark beers. And dark beers. But yeah, at nighttime right now it's dark, it's cold enough where you can drink a porter stout around a campfire if you wanted to. Or, uh, you can drink these really malty, uh, German style beers that are coming out are just delicious. It's kind of like, depending on the time of day or what you feel like, you can still have kind of everything. Sure. You
1: know? Well, I mean, what I kind of, what I've enjoyed about this, this season, I mean, one, exactly what you're talking about, but two, um, so many more breweries this year are dropping that Oktoberfest or that Marson style.
0: Oh yeah, they're throwing um, down, they're throwing down. Uh,
1: right, and I think it's <laughs> like, uh, like even at work, um. One of my managers was talking about, uh, you know, a SAC craft craft brew Oktoberfest event where it had, like, 50-something different breweries all bringing, like, different beers. But, you know, mm-hmm. at an Oktoberfest event, they're all going to be bringing that style. It's like, that's – I mean, uh, yeah. it's just cool to kind of see them throw down and it's um, – because, you know, breweries and, like, the taste of the beer, it's so hard to, like, quantify and calibrate, like, which – brewery is better than which brewery and like uh like it's hard to articulate why you like different breweries better than because like if you were to say like okay you like New Glory better than Burning Barrel. Uh Uh-huh. That's
0: interesting about that. But why? Like I you say I just like the beer better. Well it's it has to do with the quality of the brew. Uh Burning Barrel makes some good stuff. But um I actually What really is the selling point for me for a lot of breweries is the quality of the malt flavor in their beer. So the maltiness, if that makes sense. Sure. So like – so a malt profile says a lot about a brewery, how they put their malt together. Okay. Their malt base. That's how that one day when you handed me the uh, Adams, I was able to tell it was Sam Adams. There's sure. The reason why you try New Glory and you just know that it's a New Glory beer, even if the there's you know, whatever crazy hop combination happens to be, whatever they add to it, you can kind of tell. Or like Track 7, uh, that was our first dabble into the cryo beers. It still had a Track 7 feel to it. And I think a lot of that comes from the malt. Okay. Um, and so what's really interesting when you have this Oktoberfest or this German style, the Marsens and the uh, really malty Pilsners and. Helles Lagers and all this stuff, uh, they're really malt heavy. And so that's really, for me, it's the defining characteristic of the brewery is weighed directly because it's the most prominent feature of the beer against other beers in the same category.
1: Sure, but okay, so that just boils back down to...
0: How do you line them up against each other? Well, that just boils down yeah. like
1: to my, my whole point at the beginning of this dialogue was sort of like a... Like, that's why I like having, like, all these different kinds of Oktoberfest, because it lends itself to that particular argument. But what kind of what I'm talking about is, like, how do you really compare, like, the sherbet sour we just had to, like, the new Glory Key Lime Ghost? You know what I mean? Like, they're both sour beers, but they're both very different. You, you know what I mean? You can't really
0: compare those.
1: Right, Then that's kind of my whole thing talking about the breweries, where it's, like we We know which breweries we like better, like we thought uh-huh. the beer at thin line was better than the beer at burning barrel. We like yeah think thin that new good. glory and track seven are typically a cut above the rest, anything from Crooked Lane mm-hmm. we're usually super down with um tilt Mash. we tilt the mash we usually like yeah. uh. We respect Knee Deep, but we're not super high on them. But that's, like,
0: That's better than what I was just about to say about Knee Deep. That's a better um, way to put it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly um, right. We're not
1: super high on them right now, but if you were to ask most people, like when you and I first started getting into craft beer, the two names we knew the most would be Knee Deep and Auburn House. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, I th- we
0: nerded out over Knee Deep. We went there and we lost our minds over there they're bored you
1: know right so, so but now like now that we're a little bit farther down the rabbit hole you know knee deep isn't as you know as impressive to us as it was when we first started doing like drinking all the beer but um to most like to the average beer goer oh it was knee deep that's really cool that's like a really trendy spot and you're like no that's like one of like okay yeah i guess technically but that's, like
0: they're less exp- they they have a a very wide range of beers they make that but I still don't get that same experimental feel from them like I do some of these other ones that you and I have been going to. That's that's my only view. They make you're, sure the beers they make they're solid. Like is a solid porter. And then Hoptologist is a really good hoppy double. You know, that's a very West Coast double IPA. Like if you're trying to tell someone what a West Coast double should taste like, that's in the conversation. Uh they're I haven't tried any of their hazy. Have we tried their hazy beers at all? Because I know hazy is like a new trendy thing. You know, right since since we've so.
1: gotten on the the hazy wagon, I don't think we've we've tried any deep beer.
0: So I think yeah, the, the hazy ones we've been doing are New Glory. I mean, I'm sure they're good, but like, uh, well, Field right, New Words Glory and
1: not New Glory, uh, Knee Deep and Moonraker though, like they're so IPA heavy, right? And I think like yeah,
0: but that's crazy if they're so different. But they're neighbors, but they're so different. Yeah. You know, isn't that nuts? They both make a ton of beer, but they're so different.
1: Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's not, I mean... Yeah. It, I mean, it's like, like okay, Device and New Glory, so, so different. Um, between um, Lockdown, Burning Barrel, Thin Line, and Claim Stake. they each have their own little yeah swag to them. But, like, again, it just comes back, you know, I think it's funny. Like, you know, it's so difficult to really articulate... Why any beer or brewery would be better than the next beer or brewery, other than, well, because I like it better. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess that just means we have to drink a lot of beer because we can do like an average uh, how many beers they put out versus how many we like from them. And sure. if it's more, yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. more than that, we like their beer. That We could say that's a better brewery, you know, pound for
1: pound. Well, right, right? and that's why, like, that's honestly why I like um, Track 7 more than New Glory. So, New Glory, mm. I think, it, on average, is a little bit more experimental yeah. than Track 7. I think they're putting out a lot more beer than Track 7. Their board is bigger than Track 7. Um, but it's changing constantly. consistent like, yeah, always. It's always different. Like, that's, yeah. like, it's, it's so funny is that the change is consistent, um, but...
0: Um, <laughs> What's the, the downside but tra- to that, like, if you like a beer, you probably won't be able to find it again. You know, whereas you go to Track 7... If you like a beer, B line Hoppy Palm. I was just about it. to say, if, if the beer wasn't in a can, odds are it's on the board still. So, if it's canned, you're probably out of luck.
1: Well, sure, but I mean, <laughs> if you like a if you like a blonde ale,
0: great, oh, they have one. Good. If you like
1: a pale ale and IPA, likely have it. And then they have mm-hmm. the other staples that they kind of rotate through, you know, between left eye, right eye, blood transfusion, um, Soul Man Stout.
0: Soul Man Stout's good. Um, yes, fam. You know, and Very then they do, good. like, those
1: series where, you know, like, the Everything Wrong and Right series. Oh, And they that's do a the Milkshake IPAs. Um,
0: and then they but, have oh, the, yeah, uh, series the Sours, yeah. Those are good. Um,
1: um, just some, like, so they, like, they have, like, just enough, I mean, I feel like, uh, that's why they're kind of, that's, again, that's why they just check so many boxes, where it's, like, New Glory, okay, like, there's, like, Ubedank or Panic, like, I'm more of a Panic person, like, that's yeah. why they're personal,
0: like, more of my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because I lean more towards Zubadank. I like a little bit more of the fruity. I'm not much of a grapefruit person. I mean, I'll have it's good. It's good. But grapefruit was not my favorite growing up. It still isn't my favorite. That's why you like the Left Eye, Right Eye, Dry Hopped, El Dorado. Oh, that was so good. I was just about to say Track 7 has a really interesting thing they do with Left Eye, different um, versions of it that they come out with. That one was so good. I want them to come back out with that. Well, I mean, New Glory does nice. that with their
1: IPAs. You know, they just had the, like, the soaked, dripping wet. Yeah, they
0: um, do a Citra, a bunch of different Citra ones.
1: Where the Do You Even series is really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I brought
0: that to Groundhog Gang that one time. That's the one I did, the Mosaic one, for Hop Topic. Ah, uh, stop <laughs> trying to steal the bus. Um,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why Out of Bounds, I mean, that's kind of one of the breweries that... Has fallen off on our favorites list in the last six months because we've had so much of it.
0: Well, they also kind of went soft. They. Uh, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Soft is a little bit of a harsh word, but I'll hear it. it. Is, okay. But I think it's fair. Uh, <laughs> what's What's your favorite beer they've released this summer from Out of Bounds that they haven't released previous years? Okay, but my argument will be. <laughs> I hear that. No, no, no. I hear that. Like that. Sure, yeah. sure. No, no, no. Hold on. The other hands full of the restaurant.
1: Um. No, no, no. Okay. So that's that's a perfectly fair question, and I'm not I'm not telling you that. Okay. The obviously the sentiment you're digging <laughs> at is they don't release brand new beers. Um, very very
0: seldomly. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. That's that's I think that's fair. Um. The problem is is I haven't been out of bounds this summer.
0: Oh, you haven't missed anything. Well, I brought over that crowler of the apricot kettle sour. It was really really good. Um uh, was
1: this Oh that was in May, huh?
0: Yeah, that was that was from Out of Bounds. That was then, Oh, that
1: was when I went to Cordy Brothers and bought all those sours. Uh-huh. And uh that was in April. That was in April?
0: Yeah. Okay, well they had it on draft all summer. Um That's good. Have, okay, perfect. That's that was answer. a good one. Uh what else was new this summer?
1: Well when was the last time you went out of bounds?
0: Was it when you got that crawler? No, I've been twice since then. Though the only the newest thing they have right now, they have an Oktoberfest which I haven't tried, which is probably pretty good. Sure. No, 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 I, 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 um,
1: I would like to think I agree with what you're saying, is that they don't come out with a whole lot of brand new beer. Um, yeah, my other side but of I don't that think argument,
0: it's... It's not bad beer, but um, pick any one of their beers and tell me if you'd rather have that than any Track 7, New Glory, Moonraker, New Deep, uh, you know, Tilted Mesh.
1: Okay, so what's your favorite...
0: Okay, Strawberry Blonde. <sighs> That's pretty good. I'd rather have Beeline. Bieland. Okay, sure, 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 sure. But BRT I think is, it's is more blonde than their strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde's a little little hoppy ish for So blonde, I think that's um I think
1: okay, the split though, I think is like 60 40. Like 60 40 B-Line. Like I think it's pretty even.
0: It's pretty it's not far off. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um okay, juice. juiced blackberry. Blonde blonde. Well, juiced blackberry is good. And they're juiced, believe it or not, I just said I'm not a grapefruit person. Juiced grapefruit was really good because it's more of a perfumey. I've grapefruit. had it, I
1: don't like it. I'd, I'd rather have the juice mango or the juice blackberry. The juice
0: mango and grapefruit were on par for me with each other. Um, the juice blackberry was probably one of my favorite IPAs all the time. Those too. still like it's it's, it's really really so good. So good. Would you rather have that than uh, double dry hop left that right eye? No, because they're both. I guess they're technically is a double dry hop double still a double. Yeah yeah yes. yeah. So yes. would they be in the same ballpark? Uh, they are have? in the same
1: ballpark, but. I mean, I would, have mean, I would right, rather have more of the outfield versus. So I guess the the issue is that the good beers we're naming from. Well, I mean, okay, what is it? The the double IPA. Well, Joy Rider's good. The jo- staple jo- job. Yeah. Joy versus Panic is fifty fifty to me. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Ultimatum. They're, that's their double, right? That's the heavy one. It's about ten percent. I don't know. Actually, uh, I don't it's remember. Heavy. Um, it's heavy. It's good. It, it is good. It, it's on par with Left Eye Right Eye. Yeah, it's a very West Coast. And you don't know how much I love my left eye, right? Which one would you rather have? Well, that's not fair. I can't be – I'm biased towards track seven. I just think that it's on par. Well, you're biased because you like it a little bit more. That's, that's my whole point is they're not bad. They just – when you line them up, they're not You know, – they're either top ten, but they're not top five. You know what I mean? Sure. That's what my whole point was. And they, they're not as experimental as they used to be because they have other things going on. They got the restaurant going in full Sure. Soon. And, I mean, they had a barrel series last uh, fall, or last winter, that was Carmel really Super good. Carmel Super Stout was good. Carmel Super Stout, and then they had an uh, Oak strong something or other we couldn't pronounce. Rob Dinagian. What was it called?
1: Brob, it's a B R O B D I N G A G I A N. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> Rob is how I say it. I yeah. mean, it's probably wrong, but that's yeah. as close as I can get.
0: Wait, Out of Bounds makes powder toast pan, and we used to like that until we had. Two growlers of it in one night, yeah. And, um, and a tall bottle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Growler gang, first meeting, right? Uh, second. Second meeting? Oh, okay. Yes. What do we have at the first meeting? Uh, a six-pack of sidecar. <laughs> that's right. 6 And of, a tall bottle of Nuck and
1: Futs, because Logan didn't bring a growler. That's, and then um, <laughs> I actually brought Nuck and Futs in the growler. And then what did I bring in my growler? You went to New Glory. That's right. First time you brought Wakey Wakey. Which is...
0: Man, oh, hold on, like, was, So you
1: brought Wakey... Um, was it Wakey Wakey? That was what you brought to the second Growler Gang. What did I
0: bring to the first one?
1: I want to say you
0: brought two Growlers. Uh, flipping good. You might be right because I think they had this weird. Group I don't know, I'm pulling up the or,
1: Facebook list to see.
0: <sighs> That was the first time we had Flippin' Good, wasn't it? No, we had it before, and you liked it so much that you brought it to... Why is my memory so bad? Oh, no, you brought a growler of Flippin' Good. Okay. So when I went there for the Do You Even Mosaic, Bro, that's when I had to brown nose them and talk them into letting me do a growler of it because they were so low on it. But I told them how awesome Growler Gang is and how all the work that we do and how much it meant, so they hooked me up. It pretty cool. Um, well, this is getting pretty long, huh? Well, next November will be meeting number eight. <laughs> is it only eight meetings? Well, we did six in the... Well, yeah,
1: six August through July. Oh, that's six. right, because it's only every it, two it's months. Every, it's every right? month, Duh. yeah. And then this, the second meeting so of, the of the year. Right? Uh, I know, engineering major. Uh,
0: <laughs> this is good, by the way. This is really good. What does it not say? Um, what is it?
1: So... We're drinking Fairest of Them All from Track 7. Um, Just came out uh, yesterday. That would be October 13th. Mm. Yeah, October 13th. Um, It's a double IPA brewed with... um, Okay, you're more of a wine guy than I am. It's G-R-E-N-A-C-H-E. Grenache. Grenache and then yeah. M-U-S-T. Is it just Grenache
0: must? Grenache must. I think so.
1: Okay. And dry hopped with Galaxy,
0: Mosaic, and Nelson. Nelson. I taste the Nelson in here. So. It remi- this one reminds me a lot of Noddy Nelson. at work was
1: telling me that the mm. Grenache must, um, we can Google it. I didn't actually look at it. Um. She thought, because I don't drink wine, right? Mm. I don't know a ton about wine. She was saying that that is, like, the part of the wine they don't use. when,
0: mm.
1: Kind of like the way in milk, you know, like when milk gets made, it has that, like, layer that they take off of it.
0: Yeah.
1: But I'm going to Google it right now.
0: You know what? I can ask Kevin. Um, my winemaker well, I can buddy. ask Google. Consult the Google. Uh, Grenache. Mmm. Uh, any results? Mm.
1: not much. Well, let's just look up Grenache. Let's understand what Grenache is. Oh, it's a red wine grape variety. So it's the juice made from in the track seven thing we read or that I sent to you. Um, one of the pictures says, let's see.
0: I've had some Grenaches before, and they're uh, pretty wine good. Wine
1: making juice that contains all of the skins, seeds, and stems of the grape. I don't know. So it's just, um, they use the um, the elements of grapes used to make red one.
0: Yeah, well, Grenache is a good sweet. It's not too dry. It's a little dry, if you can taste that in there. Mm-hmm, I do. It's a little bit, and it's got this really nice pink, dark, kind of a ruby, light ruby hue to it. That's from the grapes.
1: It's nice. I think the the dryness of the grapes is, like, a really good pairing for this. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's filtered. Like, it's, a, it's yeah. like, very clearly like a West Coast double... Which will have a dry finish to it naturally anyways. Remember the Naughty Nelson tracks have released? The hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah
0: yeah, with That's, the bulldog on it. Yeah, so um, Or the Boston Terrier. The Boston Terrier. So the uh, the flavor of that beer is the what really I was trying to put my finger on it until you said uh, Nelson hops, I couldn't think of the hop flavor, but it definitely has I would I would guarantee they use more of that hop than they use the other ones.
1: Well, I mean You just smell it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Dry, I was going to talk with before Nelson. I processed all the way. That'd be my guess. It's Nelson Dry Hopped. Well, it says Dry Hopped with all three. Mm. So,
1: I mean, well, they don't... Predominantly.
0: Um, that's my guess. Sure. Yep. I would imagine... You know what it reminds me, too, of? the uh, the the Citra Cryo that came out. Was that Thing 1? Was that Thing 2? Thing 1, right? One thing, of the things. Thing 2 was Simcoe and Mosaic and something else. But... Uh, yeah. Definitely can t- taste the Nelson in this one. Ugh.
1: Well, the Galaxy has a lot of citrus and passion fruit flavors.
0: I'm not getting a lot of that, but I think it helps try in the grapes to it.
1: Right, that's what that's kind of what I was saying and then or was trying to say and then um
0: It's a little bit.
1: I just think it's a good pick. Uh, and then Mosaic is very similar. I mean, the galaxy and the mosaic fit in a lot. I mean, the the fruity characteristic of the wine, I think, will really um, kind of mask those two.
0: There's an interesting experiment. There's like Nelson Hobbs. Let's see. (laughs) If you close your eyes and drink the beer, would you have ever guessed that it is pink? Or would it taste like a regular beer? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It, It tastes like, it still tastes like a beer. I know we're talking about wine grapes, but it, to me, it still tastes like a beer. Well, it's made like a beer. It is it's not made, made like wine. But there's some other ones that we've had, some of the sours and some of the beers that are aged in wine barrels, or That's add true. stuff too, and it has a lot of okay. wine flavor to it. This one still tastes a lot like a beer.
1: It was interesting. So I'm on morebeer.com reading the variety. So it's a like a description for buying Nelson Hot Pellets, right? Mm-hmm. And it says. Uh, the aromas have best been, been described as resembling a white wine fruitiness, which I think is interesting. This interesting choice.
0: I don't taste white wine. Maybe a sa? No. Maybe a. I don't, I don't know. I don't
1: know wine enough to know. I just think it's interesting that, like, you know, if the head brewer at Track Seven, I'm sure he <laughs> did. I don't know if that matters actually. I mean, he. I mean, I'm sure he researched it. I'm just. I would be interested to hear at some point. Um.
0: I would say it might be close to a really, really oaky Pinot Grigio. And uh, well, it has,
1: so it says, it goes on so. to say, white wine fruitiness with fresh, crushed gooseberry and grape-infused tropical flavors. Oh. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm sure, like, wine connoisseurs are, like, rolling around, throwing a big old fit about that kind of thing, but um, <laughs> we're beer drinkers and so we don't give a shit about that. So Negative. I'm agreeing. (laughs) Like what? Like if you don't agree, I mean, go for it, I guess. Um,
0: I'm a wine drinker and a beer drinker. Not really. You're a beer drinker. I drink wine too. Okay, tell
1: me about about the last craft wine you drank this week.
0: Uh, Last night I had a Verdago... Varita, I can't remember exactly the name. Yeah, perfect. It was a very, well, it's... Okay, it's hold on. What was names. the last beer you had? What was the beer you had yesterday? Uh, The Honeydew Sour. From mm. Yeah? Well, it's because I've had it four times now. Oh,
1: how many times have you had this wine? Once. Okay. How many other bottles of wine have you had this month?
0: Um, Not bottles. I've tried probably four or five different types of wine.
1: Okay, I'm, I love you, but you, had, you had, <laughs> more, had
0: more beer than wine, yeah.
1: You had more types of beer on Wednesday than you had all month.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly, no. because I, I only drink wine. Or <clears throat> unless, like yesterday, uh, Twisted Oak actually gave me a bottle of wine to take home. And so I will drink that at home. Otherwise, excuse me,
1: by the way, I burped on the podcast and didn't excuse myself. You know while what? We're
0: talking. That, that's got to be expected because we're drinking carbonated beverages. Well, no, the, the belching can
1: be expected, but I shouldn't be rude about it. So I don't
0: care. They shouldn't carry the door. That's the point. Is that we're all drinking beer here? I know. Just right? the podcast
1: has me all like paranoid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's uh, it's part of the. Uh, I guess it's part of the trade, right? Or what do they call that? I know.
1: I'm aware it's part of the trade. That's why I'm nervous about it. Oh, jeez. You know, what if
0: your mom listens in? Well, so what? I don't too. I've been burping really quietly. I actually have a method of burping. See, you say, oh, I don't
1: care. But then she got all butthurt about something you said. I would, I, she probably will. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> She'll probably pick something. Whatever. I
1: mean, the only thing I got going for me is my mom doesn't really care about beer at all, so she's not going to listen to any of this.
0: She wouldn't listen to her Darling Sons podcast.
1: I don't think she described me as that first thing you said, and <laughs> even if she
0: did, you'd be correct. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm looking forward to uh, to girl game. Which is, let me double check the date. November 11th. Wow. You know how I know? It's my first Saturday off. I'm going to celebrate it by drinking. It's actually November 10th. Is that Friday? No. it Saturday? November 10th? Yeah. Dummy. Why did I say 11th? What's going on the 11th? now. Okay, now I have to go check my calendar. Cause Veterans Day. Okay, that's why. Which which is is a big go. day my, for your parents. My
1: entire family, yeah. <laughs> All of them. No, I feel like I have to swing by on Veterans Day and, like, thank them for their service. Yeah. Like, write them a card or something.
0: No, I, I, tell, I tell them every year to come see you at work and try and steal a hamburger in their pocket. But they never do. <laughs> I'm very thrilled for that. <laughs> I'm very thrilled. <sighs> no, no, November 10th, I'm looking forward to it. That's my first Saturday I get to sleep in. Wedding season will be over for me on the 3rd. Very, very excited. And we're bringing in Colin. He's a nice guy. I don't know if he knows what he's in for because he's been talking to Miles about beer. Miles is pretty knowledgeable, no, but he's okay. He's getting there. That's the
1: whole point he's, of ground. He's game. like a He's bell. getting there. Yeah, he's <laughs> like he knows how to throw some punches, but you're not tripping if you get into a fist fight with the guy.
0: True. Well, if I actually got a fist fight with Miles, I might be scared. But <laughs> yeah, you drink, know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, drinking fist fight. I get you, man. Colin, I don't know. We're gonna man. He's gonna be. He's going to be broken in hard. It's going to be a fun night for him. <sighs>
1: well, I mean, if Miles is schooling him on beer, I mean, Growler Gang is basically us schooling Miles. I don't
0: think Miles is schooling him on beer. I think he knows as much. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's why he's a candidate. Okay. I think why we're bringing him on board. He kind of knows what he's talking about. Him, Miles, and Logan. He so. drinks Miller Genuine Draft. I do sometimes. When? When was the last time you had Miller Genuine Draft? <laughs> the last time I had drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was – hey, man. Um, don't get me wrong. You drink Coors Light sometimes. That drives me batty. And like, Bud Light when I'm back east because that's uh, what they drink back there. Chris. You know what? Hey, my cousin gave me a crowler. not a crowler. What is it? Uh, a Yeti can You don't put cooler. shitty beer in a crowler. No, no, no. It's a, it a can cooler from Yeti, right? Like that. You know what I'm talking about? The little thing where you put your, your beer can in and you screw the top on It's like a beer cozy but it's vacuum sealed. Sure. He gave me one with my name on it. It was pretty fantastic. My did shot, you put Bud Light in it. That's what they drink back east, man. That's well, the back east sucks. How about that? They got yingling. And then you I put freaking, yingling in I, your stupid cup. I did that, too. And Coors Light. And I was still working. Oh, so one for
1: three, I guess. Yeah, so... <laughs>
0: No, that's 5 that was, three, um, I
1: guess, because, I mean, it counts. No, it's really cool. It's a cool gift. I appreciated it. But yes, the gift is cool. I'm not mad at your cousin very, for very giving bad. you a cool gift. I'm mad at you for putting crappy beer in your cool gift.
0: Hey, man. Hey, that's that's. If what you, you put get. crappy
1: beer in a cool gift, is the gift still cool if you're using it for something it's, crappy? You know what?
0: It's made for 12 It's not made for these pint cans we have out west. It's just not, you know, it's a short little thing. I, I tried putting in a tall can. Okay, in it, but. Um,
1: is the Widowmaker I have in the fridge a tall can? It's a 12 ounce. How many? Yeah, Widowmaker back east. Why don't you put Widowmaker in your little... They didn't
0: have it at the wedding. That's why I was using Yingling, mm-hmm. Bud Light, and Coors Light. If they have Yingling, why are you drinking Bud
1: Light and Coors Light?
0: Because I didn't feel like walking... Okay, so the way, where they had Yingling was not at the bar. It was way out in the parking lot in the truck bed of my cousin's vehicle a nice chest that he's got he just had like a private stash so i was going out there oh so how did they walk away so at
1: the wedding they just have okay you're excused that's fine so
0: i i did i had a couple when i walked way out of the parking lot beer is better than no beer exactly they i, I had
1: well the I, best beer is the one you got in your hand right
0: true true i mean one in your hand's better than two nice chests is what they say right <laughs> who says that <laughs> that's our new saying Jordan it's, no a it's beer, not our, a beer it might hands, be your new saying no it's, it's the same a bird in your hand is better than two in the bush I think a beer in your hand is better than two in the eye's chest that's the same principle okay fine that can be your saying I'll take I, I own that saying now thank you yes. trademark there you go he's gonna steal that thing what are you talking about a beer in the hand is better than two in the chest what
1: that's like, uh, you better say ice chest. Um, ice chest. Cool. That's.
0: I mean, that's like the guy who puts the stupid, what's it called? The thing you put in your steering wheel so no one will steal it. Oh, the uh, steering wheel, uh, the little card load lo thing. No, it's not load jack, that's the electronic one. Um, the, the wheel boot? No, that's, that's for parking tickets. Um,. The red thing with the. You're the fuck guy, you better know.
1: I I don't use that,
0: I think it's stupid. That's That's like like (laughs) when someone puts it on a four door Honda Civic.
1: You're like, who the fuck is gonna steal a four door Honda Civic? Like. Parked next to a BMW, you know what I mean? Like, if they're going to steal a car, they're going to steal the one sitting next to you.
0: No, they'd probably steal a Civic, because they're stupid easy to just steal yeah. <laughs> You can steal a Civic with a screwdriver. And steal a four-door <laughs> Honda Civic. Yeah, you can steal that with a screwdriver. BMW, you need see I only have offensive so. jokes for the podcast. <laughs> <I'm not trying laughs> <them>. That's all. <laughs> I'm just going to
1: keep all my crappy jokes to myself right now. Yeah, wait till
0: uh, November 10th. We'll, we'll bust them out. Oh, God.
1: All right, do you think the Crowler saved it or not? It's a dark beer, it's safe. The, uh... Burning Barrel. Burning Barrel? It's oh. A, it is a dark beer. Oh, it's yeah, it's safe. Bedtime treat.
0: Bedtime treat. By the way, we can kill this whenever you want. I think we've talked about Growler Gang coming up enough. we promoted it. I think people well, have an idea of what goes on now. I
1: mean, well, they have an idea of what goes on. I'm not sure we, um... Multiply it by two, or three, I guess. Which well, two and a half,
0: what it's calling here. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I man. guess, like, um... Oh, boy. Did you want to talk about the background of the group? Sure, or do you want to do that we can the first go into meeting?
0: It. Uh, it might be good for the first meeting. I think okay. we should leave a little bit, a little bit of mystery, leave them wanting a little bit more. Okay, Right.
1: So you're going to laugh that I brought this up. Um, you know the sack beer enthusiast page on Facebook, something we're both a part
0: of. Mhm. Um, at Sacramento, California, right?
1: Ah. Uh, Pliny's back, Pliny the Elder's freaking back, and everyone's like losing their minds over it. It
0: never went anywhere. Oh,
1: uh, okay, sure, whatever. But everyone's like randomly <laughs> posting about it all the time, which is why I thought
0: it was bad. I mean, I've never had it. I could give two craps about a super smooth no. double IPA. You had it once. It just wasn't memorable. You've had it once with me about a year Hold up, so. hold up. It was so a weird-looking little bottle. It's okay, like it's you, I know out. what the bottle looks like. Yeah. So I have a photographic memory, and this amazing beer
1: is so forgettable That all the beer snobs on this little Facebook page think it's the most incredible thing in the whole fucking world. And the guy with the
0: photographic memory doesn't remember having it. Yeah, you and I split a bottle. I brought one over intentionally on one of the first Sunday night gatherings when you and I started doing our own independent thing other than Growler Gang. Okay, I don't use this word lightly, but bruh, are you serious (laughs) right now? It is. Like, Serious? like it has been down the street from your house at that store for like... Forever. Oh not so much ones. I just don't give a shit about it. Yeah, it's just it's it's a double IPA. Uh it's a very, very, very mellow double IPA. Why wouldn't why, you just drink Hoptologist? Well here's the here's the thing. Uh <clears throat> the story goes, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but the story goes that uh they made Pliny the Elder and it's very smooth for a double. It is very drinkable for a double IPA. Okay. It won a bunch of awards, it was like the beer to have Um, And we're talking years ago, like at least over 10 years ago. So, you know, Knee Deep comes along. They make this uh, West Coast style. So instead of being a really smooth, drinkable West Coast style IPA, like Pliny, they made a really bitter, really piney – it tastes like you're drinking uh, malty tree sap, hoppiness. Oh, okay. And that one took over. That one started winning awards. And that opened the door. Them, well, Sierra Nevada was kind of the slow train. Uh, knee deep, kind of like the bullet kicked king. the door open yeah. for these crazy okay. double and triple, crazy hop IPAs that we have nowadays. And that's kind of they're one of the first big breweries we had in Sacramento. Them in Track Seven, uh, that's back when Knee Deep was in Lincoln before they moved to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I like think around the time when Auburn House started, and then this this explosion happened where people started getting really experimental with the hops, and that's kind of you know Knee Deep's hopologist at least on the West Coast kind of opened that door for everyone. Okay, so cool,
1: mm-hmm. and I respect it for a what it is and b what it's done, but I just I just don't understand the hype train to like continue this locomotive
0: uh, motif we have. Like, um, it's b- just it's hard to find, and people freak out about it. And the part of the part of the appeal is that the um, brewery distributes. Uh, limited quantities to each store or vendor so it's it's hard like to a get. normal craft brewery I don't understand like that's not even like a super trendy thing but they make a bunch of it but they it's exclusive because you can't readily get it all the time it's like you know when they, they have a Ferrari and they only make 500 of those cars but imagine if they made 500 of those cars once a year okay so that's people are like oh I gotta have one I gotta have one you get so, one and they're like, Oh, okay cool here's what great, I'm but, hearing though
1: hmm. it used to be really innovative.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: It had its time. It has its place. We should appreciate it for what it is. Good beer, right? Mm-hmm. Not, it's definitely not a bad beer. Okay. What if I told you I was going to go out and buy an iPhone 3? Had to have one. His,
0: iPhone 3 is badass. What are you going to be like? Well, why? I would I would say that would be okay because you probably get one for a dollar. Whereas uh, Planet of the Elder, they're still selling it for $10, $12 bucks a bottle.
1: Okay, but my mm-hmm. whole point is no, – no, okay. So, so price point, you have that argument, okay? Price point is a thing we're not considering. If, we're, if I'm looking okay. for the best phone, right? Because Planet of the Elder is being talked about more so than
0: most double IPAs. More more than the iPhone X. Right. 10s, right? So if um, I was
1: like, oh, I'm going to go get the iPhone 3. You're like, why don't you get the iPhone 10? Is it because the iPhone 3 is better? You're like, what are you talking about?
0: Well, we had to have a really real conversation about why <laughs> – the specifics about the three, uh, why that appeals to you more than the ten. and Sure, my, but my whole I, thing th- is like – that's There's some people that really, really like Planet of the Elder for its characteristics. Um, it's a double IPA that tastes like a single IPA. Sure, it just feels like so, kind of like a poser thing to me though, like – well, when you have a lot of these single IPAs to choose from that are kind of on the same, like palate-wise, not not hop content or uh, brew style, but like you know when you actually drink it, mouthfeel, the way it enters, you know your your senses, the way you taste it, are on par with a lot of these single IPAs. There's a lot more single IPAs that are better. So sure, no, and that's kind of my whole point. Is like, it's a good beer, drink it, whatever. But yeah. like, if you're paying $10, 12 bucks a bottle, you might as well. Um. Try well, is, I'm still it's, not
1: even talking about price point though. Like, it, it's great, drink it. But like, uh-huh. why? Why isn't like every other staple <laughs> at every other brewery getting the love? Like, um, like at that point, like Breaking Bud should be getting a ton of love from Knee Deep. Like, as much as I, it's not really my thing. Like, um, Panic from Track Seven, Uba Dang from New Glory. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the you know Device has IPAs like. Anything from Moonraker for crying out loud, like, I just don't understand. Like, I just don't see, like, we're just so fixated on, like, the impact that it had back then, which is great, but that doesn't mean that's the impact
0: it's having now. It's like listening uh, to Led
1: Zeppelin, right? Led Zeppelin's
0: great. Imagine listening to Led Zeppelin if you've only heard rock and roll from the 90s forward. And then you go listen to Led Zeppelin, oh, this is cool, this is different. It's great, All right, you can see the foundation that it created for the stuff that you liked previously. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. But perfect. I have the perfect discussion. It better. For that. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it more appealing. It gives you perspective, which is what you're talking about. Right. An appreciation for something different, but it's not like, well, you're talking to me. I'm a Led Zeppelin fan. Right. Yeah. Guitar player. He, Jimmy Page, is is the man. But. As a band, as a whole, even though they're extremely talented musicians, all as you know individuals, the way they come together, they do have a style that is 70s rock. And you're talking about modern rock, you're talking about modern musicianship. You know, 50 years later, it's a whole different conversation. Sure.
1: Like, okay, so if I was to say, like, when people, say, you know, because I play the drums, people are like, who's the greatest drummer of all time? The popular pick is usually Neil Peart yeah um the douchey pick is travis barker buddy rich and then like the i'm kind of a prude pick
0: uh-huh. is
1: buddy rich okay there you
0: go so um, i guess i'm a kind of a prude yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i played drums for 10 minutes by the way
1: um <laughs> and then you know the argument is like oh without neil pert you don't get buddy rich and then my argument is like okay well without or 100%. sorry without sorry without oh. buddy rich you don't get uh, neil pert sorry oh, um okay. without <laughs> neil pert you don't or without buddy rich you don't get neil pert right uh-huh. so like that's my whole point with anything. Like, we were always expanding on what's been done, and you can't expand on what's been done if what's been done hasn't ever been done. Like, it's not a like that's not how the world works.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I guess a better but, comparison than Led Zeppelin would be. Uh, Pliny the Elder is more like Jimmy Page. Or not Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix. It's the Jimi uh, Hendrix of guitar playing. Well, sure. It's still cool. People still like it. The hipsters still love it. Right, right? It's, it's, so right. drummer
1: equivalent is, yeah. like, Pliny's but, uh, Buddy Rich, right? Yeah, it's no am like, style, but I'm it's like, different. I'm like, okay, Neil Peart, like, shreds him musically, like, mm-hmm. note for note. Like, has more progressive ideas, so the palette's there. Mm -hmm. Um, and really built on what he did from a different genre, like, also explored a lot of different elements that weren't available at the time. So, like, electroacoustic elements, like, really, like, revolutionized how drum solos were played, and, like, all these other things that were never done before. Like, no, Buddy Rich. No. Buddy Rich. No. Buddy Rich. I'm like, yeah, he's great! I just don't understand why we're not talking about these other things, but in the drumming community, that's not a thing that happens, right? Like, those are just, like, the pillars that are very, um... Like would concrete be a pun for uh, a pillar? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um you know, those are the pillars that are just very uh convenient for a lot of people who are familiar with those names to just kind of rely on. Like those are safe yeah. picks. So if like yeah. someone's like, Hey, who's your favorite drummer of all time? I'm like Aaron Spears, like, Well do you think he's better than Buddy Richard Neil pert Like
0: Well no, but you didn't ask me who's the best, you asked me who my favorite was. Like um, here's, here's the difference too. Um, you brought up an interesting point where, like, Buddy Rich was really good, but also really uh, – he had a lot of innovation for his time. Sure, ahead
1: of his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ahead
0: yeah. of his time, which is a different conversation than skill because Neil Peart shreds him, but Neil Peart had the foundation that Buddy Rich laid so yeah. he had an advantage. So are you talking about the greatest as in maybe Buddy Rich was the most innovative and had the freshest – Newest ideas with no foundation? Or are you talking about um, overall just playability? ability? Because every generation can play better than the previous generation. Sure. So th- right? that so stuff doesn't
1: even matter to yeah. me in the sense that, like, that argument is really just to draw a highlight to when people are like, Pliny, 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 Pliny. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can remember where I was in December of 2008 and, like, stupid – like, I can – like, a guy who comes and sits at my bar top, I can remember mm-hmm. his – fucking phone number mm-hmm. I don't remember having plenty the elder because that's how much of like a oversight all of that was Yeah. and like all of these people who are quote unquote beer snobs like are raving about it right now and there's a couple dudes that like I'm like I don't, I don't get it but most people are like oh yeah plenty I love plenty like if people don't even have plenty I don't even go there anymore like what? You walk into Final <laughs> Gravity. Final Gravity doesn't have Pliny. You and you're like, you know what? I'm leaving. Well, I'm like,
0: yeah. bye! Here's the funny thing. You say that. But last time you and I were in Final Gravity, they didn't have, was it two or three? Or three out of four of the beers that I wanted there? And I st- we still stayed. We still drank beer there. Yeah. Because they have such a good selection. There's so many good beers out right now. But, like, I'm not going s- <laughs> to To say that you would leave a place... Because they don't have a very, very controlled and limited supply of beer available for you to drink at that time. It's kind of I'm not even – okay, sure. That, that's a really, right?
1: really amazing point. Um, and it really drives the bus in that argument. I just think that – okay, if we were to take away the limited scope of plenty, which – okay, to your argument, is part of the appeal. I get that's that. The
0: appeal is exclusivity. Is It's definitely part of the appeal. Exclusively yeah. like
1: mediocre beer? Mm-hmm. Is appealing. Like, that, okay, I. Sh- over-hyped, okay. Very exclusive. Exclusive, mildly mediocre, overhyped beer.
2: hmm.
1: Okay, so if I take away the exclusive part, mediocre and overhyped beer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, oh, you don't have it. I'm never coming here again. Bye. That's yeah. all I have. Like, okay. Cool.
0: More of the good stuff for me to drink, I guess. Keep drinking Pliny. Which is really funny because Sacramento has. Last week kind of there was 70 breweries, but a lot of those breweries are micro or nano breweries where they make one batch – I don't know how many barrels, but they make one batch of a beer one time ever and it's gone, right? Mm -hmm. So we're kind of – in Sacramento, we're kind of adjusting. We're kind of being conditioned to that – if you don't but it's not one batch and it's gone. It's small batches well, and like well, like it's a trail of breadcrumbs. And that's what I'm talking about is just people that are getting upset. It's kind of funny because every other beer they drink, it's only available for a short time and it's gone. <laughs> so it's like all these different bars and stuff are rotating handles constantly. And so if you have that mentality about one specific beer and then – I mean you're talking about one handle when they got 12 handles that constantly rotate. Then what kind of argument is that? I don't, I don't even get it. I have no idea what, what that is. Yeah. like <laughs> It's not like,
1: Pliny the Elder. It's Whiny the Elder. Yeah, That's you, what we're talking you about. You guys don't
0: have... That's the title um, of
1: this track, by the way. there you go. Whiny What's the Elder. <laughs> don't,
0: you don't have, oh, yeah, version two, so I'm never coming back here ever again. You're like, they don't
1: even brew it anymore, bruh.
0: Like, yeah, they made it one time. They made it twice. And we just happened to come in on the second time they made it, which I think is way we more We just happened to planned on it. Maybe you it, did. I, I have no idea what day it is, any Day of the week. And it was a just, Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> without the tahine. Without that tajin. I
1: know. And the guy got weird that I wanted
0: the watermelon slice and not the tahine. You know what? That's how I have my sushi, too. I don't have uh, soy sauce or uh, wasabi with it. Give me the roll. Straight up. Let me taste the roll. As you prepared it. I'm not going to dress it up with a bunch of shit. All right. Yeah, okay, let me if have the your chef beer. wanted to have a bunch of shit, he would have put a bunch of shit with it. Yeah, pour the beer in the glass. Let me drink it how you made it. Let me taste it, right? I hear that. <laughs> so what do you think about this Burning Barrel um, Bed Dime treat, by the way?
1: I like it a lot. I think... Uh, it's pretty good.
0: It's a porter, right? It's a chocolate porter.
1: Yeah, I think the dessert before dinner that Burning Barrel has. Oh, um, the
0: tiramisu style porter. Oh, it's so it's good. It's a porter. It's a tiramisu porter. Oh, it's um, so
1: good. So the bedtime treat is seven and a half. Um, I, the
0: uh, dessert before dinner is nine and a half. Uh, well, that helps. Me. And it's just as smooth. <laughs> Um, um, this one, I think they use cacao nibs. I can taste a little bit of a bitter dark chocolate flavor as compared to the Tiramisu it has probably well, like yeah, this is a chocolate porter. Custard, Yeah, so. I would imagine cacao nibs yeah. to some extent, um, which the sweetness would help mask some of that higher alcohol content flavor. Uh, this one, if you had a higher alcohol, it's seven and a half. So if you get dark oh, chocolate and Porter, yeah. uh, seven and a half, if you go any higher than that, you're going to taste it. It's not gonna be a sweet. Well, no. I, okay, so.
1: I miss. I, so I don't know if the I don't know if dessert before dinner uses cacao nibs. I thought you were talking about this one. I could see cacao nibs being used in this oh, one. Oh, for
0: sure. that's what I'm saying. Like this oh, okay. one, I can
1: definitely taste. Okay, perfect. Well, I thought I misunderstood you. Uh,
0: all the term issues I've had have had um, a little bit of like ground up, like powdered dark chocolate. So I wouldn't be surprised if they used that in um, dessert before dinner. But uh, I think the sweetness they have like a, a custard flavor. The vanilla comes out. Uh, really helps mask that higher alcohol content. It makes it really smooth, really, really drinkable for being almost 10%. It's very good. You know, if
1: you look at Burning Barrel, like, I guess in my mind, I, like, put breweries in, like, boxes and, like, um, which I guess is more of, like, a consumer issue as far as it pertains to me versus, like, a brewery issue versus what's actually, you know, what's actually happening at the brewery. So, like, if I was to tell you, like, a dark beer brewery, Versus like an IPA brewery, like okay, knee deep so what?
0: Are you asking based on like what, what, they, known for, what they typically brew? They, they brew a lot of IPAs. Okay, perfect. But,
1: done? No, no, no. Hold on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yes, there's there's always a but there's, there's always an ask. They're a brewery. They brew lots of different types types of beer. Like Tenilla is a great porter. Like I'm not reducing them to
0: that. They made uh, a good coffee the of that. They made uh, a good uh, – they had a barrel age. Okay, but last good, time we went, they had 27
1: uh, beers on draft, and 23 of them were IPAs.
0: Yeah. so yeah, they're like, definitely an IPA brewery yeah. For sure. Same with Moonraker. Yeah, same with Moonraker. Same with okay. but most breweries because, I mean, IPAs are, I mean, easy to make. You just pour a ton of hops in there. If there's inconsistencies, sure. the hops cover the flavor. New Corrie is more of an IPA brewery. Well, that's because the guy from Moonraker moved over to New Glory and sure, helped him Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Fort that. Rock's becoming more of an IPA brewer because the person from Track Seven, the assistant brewer, she went over to Fort Rock and has been helping them. And some of the beers that you and I have liked a lot, they've come out with them. So yeah, so the, the
1: board at Burning Barrel is um, pretty balanced, I'd say. Yeah, they had three dark um, beers. Three dark beers. Four or five IPAs, a couple of sours.
0: Yeah, they were pretty all over the place. It was good. Um, oh, and a blueberry cream ale. That's right. Oh, so good. And a, the sour, the um, the tropical, what is it, uh, summer in Brazil? Mm hmm. Oh, that was so good. It was good. Oh, um, man, that was good. Blueberry cream ale is
1: great. Uh, and then, so there. I've had four of their IPAs. Mm hmm. Um, none of them really, like, well, the and one the, that the, the Kushdashian thing. That was then, okay.
0: I, that's a, when you and I and were talking about that, it was on Citra par on with Citra on my mind. So, Citra on my mind. If you're talking about Citra IPA, it's unfiltered. Um, there were other ones that I would rather have. And then also, when it came to Kushdashian, um, Kim Kushdashian, sorry, that's the proper name, <laughs> um, it was more of a tropical. It had more of a mosaic vibe to it, but I would rather have uh, Ubadank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I it's don't. on par with that. But I still rather have – I didn't think it was better than Ubenek, but their dark beers they have are, are very appealing. So good. Oh, they're so good. I mean, good. so
1: even the, the, rum, the vanilla rum thing we had that we weren't super high on,
0: still yeah. good. It just dessert yeah.
1: before dinner and bedtime treat just like
0: – What was the vanilla one that we had, the vanilla quarter. It was something Kisses. Vanilla Kisses. Vanilla Kisses. Vanilla kisses. Oh, that was, that was good too. It was a little sweet though. I think that's why um, you and I. No, I, I both think that's the rum one. I think
1: that's the, Is that the rum one. Yeah, the rum vanilla something. I want to say I don't uh, know. Okay. Well, um, it was really sweet. So vanilla kisses, whatever's yeah. in it, I wasn't overly impressed with it. Um, bedtime we, treat and dessert for yeah. dinner just like beat the brakes off of it. But they also uh, had a golden stout there, that was on the board when you and I went. It was, you tried it though. I, I tried it when it. I yeah. went when I went the first time. Um, second time was when I went with you. Okay. Um, that one was also good. So we're talking like four for four. The dark beers are good, and the yeah. only reason I didn't like one of them was because the other three were so much better. And when I say I didn't like, I liked it less. It was still good. Like I probably yeah. would rather drink uh, Vanilla Kisses before I'd go for their IPAs, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So to me, that's like a yeah. dark
0: beer brewery. Like, oh, for sure. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because they're barrel, burning barrel. Yeah, so we'll see this winter if they have a barrel-aged beer of any kind that comes out because they have barrels everywhere. Which again
1: is like – this is more based on like the Jordan Shippey consumer bias for how I like break off breweries into different categories. Like they – I mean Burning Barrel is a fantastic brewery with a very wide selection. But the beer that I think has really jumped out has been the dark beer.
0: Well, yeah. They what's really cool with their their whole setup too. They have a really nice uh, facility – um, it's all inclusive so you get to see them making the beer. you get to see them like storing the beer. the staff's really nice. but yeah, they're more of a, a dark beer place, which is interesting because you found them over the summer. You and I went well a week ago mm-hmm. it was just kind of, technically technically it's fall if you look at the calendar. Sacramento Fall doesn't really happen till Thanksgiving, but I think I have um, I have good feelings about them coming out with some good dark uh, you know beers this winter. We might have to go back, you know, after Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, they're totally worth checking years, out. You know, then the so. Barrel
1: District out around Cordova. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, if you're checking out Clam might as well check them out. Like Thin Lines right there. Oh yeah, Thin Lines awesome. Lockdown oh, is like a little hole in the wall, but they make <laughs> some good stuff too.
0: Yeah, they do. Okay, I haven't. So <laughs> that Roast we'll I
1: showed you, the Maryland was like. Yeah, we'll was, have to
0: go back and try that because I went when they first opened and they weren't set up yet. You didn't so go to that location? Though. No, I didn't. I ha- we have to go back and try them out. I'll, I'll give them a chance. Have you gone? I haven't gone. They're good. So, um, I think good. I mean.
1: So we lo- we like Thin Line better than Burning Barrel. Um, well, I Thin would, Line. The people I that- like Burning Barrel better than I like Lockdown. But True. Um, Lockdown's good.
0: It's good. It's worth <sighs> it is, it's 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 worth to check it out. we we have to go check it out. Like I have you left opinion. Device
1: de- Device being like, Meh. well, it's yeah. Device is Lockdown. Like, I, la-
0: I okay. I got a growler from Lockdown. Like that yeah. just shows you how oh, that's a good sign. That's, I mean, when I went to Device, uh, a friend of mine and, went, and I went after class one day, right by Sac State, and, I mean, they have Integral IPA, which is, that's their staple, and they have a couple of others. I like others. it. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Not, I mean,
1: if we're talking, like, we've mentioned the other staples so many times, the other staple IPAs. I mean, I don't think it's as good as those ones, but it's, it's
0: not. It's available in stores. If I'd, you don't okay, want to to I'd rather yeah, drink Finding the
1: Elder, I guess, than, I'd,
0: than yeah. Integral. Um, but I mean, it's not it's bad. But that's how. If you're talking about rankings now, that's when it's it kind of hard because they're not up there in the rankings. But okay, they but, are, but why convenience? Why they're, they're right there, but they just don't have that that, that the, the taste. I don't, I don't know what it is. I couldn't put my finger on it. But I know that's what that's, I was talking about. That's my whole argument. And the last thing we
1: did was that um, you should really just put these two segments together into one thing. we can um, do
0: that i it's so hard to quantify like why but like i guess the flavor when you drink a beer do you like it do you not like it and from the most of the stuff that i tried at um i know but then the
1: danger of that whole situation is Uh, then then like the like mystique of something like Pliny the elder continues to be like king of the mountain and i get irritated by it too like i like like I'm just like that typical beer snob that will go so far down a rabbit hole but not too far down the rabbit hole because that's mm-hmm. not cool. Like that's yeah. – you know, you're going yeah. too far. You know I, mean? I feel
0: you. I feel you.
1: Like I, I, like I want to be able to judge beer but then when everyone judges uh, the beer, then it's like too trendy of a beer and I'm not going to like it or something. That's kind of how it comes off. But um, yeah, I'm just not uh, – I, I, I have – I haven't been overly impressed with the device. They're good beer. Like, I try not to hate on local breweries, like local businesses. Like, they're brewing beer. B- beer's wonderful.
0: Like, if I'm going to... But I... Their, you, that brings up my point that I was going to make with the device is... If you do homebrew, you can do a, a bunch of beer. And it comes out to about, let's say, 50 cents to a dollar per pint. You do it yourself. When they're serving beer for six, seven bucks a glass... And I get the feeling that the beer they're making, they're just making money. Whereas a lot of the other places that you and I go, Hmm. they really care. They really care about what it tastes like. They really care about the image. They really care about the branding. They really care about when you drink their beer, how do you feel? How does it make you feel? How do you like it? What flavors come out? Is it seasonal? Um, I mean – Forgive me, I'm sorry, device, but I've only been there once and I wasn't impressed because I felt like it was a a place that was opened up to be trendy. It was opened up to cash in on this, apparently, cash cow that's, you know, everyone in Sacramento has to make their own beer. There's 70 breweries in this really, really tiny city and I I was told it's very, very lucrative business. So, uh, you can almost taste it. That's what you and I were talking about in the last segment was... um, the, the flavor, the craft when we compare compared to Sierra Nevada to like Track 7 or New Glories, you can taste that craft, that handmade feel to it, that they the care. And I don't taste that in device as much.
2: Hmm.
0: And it's intangible. It's really hard to put your finger on, but that's the vibe.
1: You know, when you talk about um, in that... Really long spiel you just gave. You're talking about, you know, my like, my... no, uh, that was, that was great. Uh, that's, what, that's the beer talking to us, talks about, uh, you know, talking about like what makes a great brewery a great brewery and like all these elements that go into it. And like a brewery really cares. Um, while we're drinking Burning Barrel, talking about this, uh, the aesthetics part of the brewery of Burning Barrel. Are, like they couldn't have hit it out of the park harder. Like as that's much, what i was talking about. I like um, the
0: atmosphere. The staff is really nice. Well, like
1: so the atmosphere
0: is great, but I'm talking like
1: down to like the uh, like the way the tables are constructed. They
0: just um, they just take a chunk of wood and they lacquer it and put legs on it. And it's just a piece of a tree you're sitting at. It's really cool. Um, and the and same then, thing for their flight boards. Yeah, too, the right? flight boards are one yeah. of the things
1: that really sold me on. They're really um, awesome. Um and even the glasses have, like, that round shape to them, like they're bulbs, right, which kind of um, lend way back to that, like, Burning Barrel characteristic. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Really cool flight boards, and then they even have, like, you know, a lot of breweries don't have, like, a full-service kitchen, but they partnered with the, the sandwich shop next door, and there's, like, a mobile kiosk in Burning Barrel where you can have food delivered to Burning Barrel ordering through the deli kiosk. From next door. Yeah, that's
0: really innovative.
1: That's 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 cool. cool. That's really cool. It's all electronic. Pay with your card right there. Um, And they just bring the food to you. I think, like, um, because as much as we've said, like, oh, the beer at Thin Line's better, and Thin Line, you can have pizza ordered in. Um, Thin Line has more of like a mom-and-pop family feel to it, which is also really great. Some people are looking for more of that. Um, Burning Barrel has a slightly more corporate feel to it. They're Mm -hmm. definitely not corporate. They're definitely like a family there. More formal presentations. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, like again, like the aesthetics, they couldn't have really hit that out of the park more.
0: Well, Um, here's here's the thing. We're comparing all these breweries. (laughs) It's like like comparing – because you're the sports guy. Tell me if I'm wrong. Comparing sports teams. Like, well – we know the Yankees are like the winningest team ever in baseball history, but we also have like the White Sox, who are pretty. They're okay, and they got you know.
1: Well, you picked like so, a sport that I don't know a ton well, about. I'm just saying, like,
0: <laughs> you pick a team that's. I mean, maybe in the lower third of the, you know, of the professional baseball players, they're still some of the best baseball players in the world. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. I see where you're but going. But we're Keep comparing
0: going. them against other teams who are also some of the best baseball players in the world. Then we start doing rankings. It's really hard to, um, it's really, it, it gets interesting talking about this stuff because uh, the beer is good. We're not saying the beer is bad. We're comparing it to other really awesome breweries that are a little bit better, or maybe we prefer right. them a little bit more. And so that's. I guess this
1: is a good time to mention yeah. we're trying to do a March Madness bracket for breweries. Right? Oh yeah, and, uh, that's you got that to March look forward to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that'll be good the 2018 March Madness bracket yeah, done, yeah that's it that's the only teaser I want to get mm. I don't, um, one more teaser we have uh, well on top of Growler Gang uh, you know November 10th apparently not the 11th um, we were going to have a um, a Goose Island bourbon country taste off at some point in November early December we haven't picked the date yet
1: yeah
0: Bottles that's, of four different
1: vintages from ooh, different years
0: a 15, 16, 17 and 18 to see uh, oh, man. What,
1: what bottle aging of beer will do to it and individual tasting notes mm-hmm. for each bottle.
0: Yeah. And uh, See how they change the recipe every we're year. We're doing small samples oh. of
1: each bottle because if we drink one bottle after the next, by the time we got to whatever bottle we did last, we're going to be too tossed to really know.
0: That's, that stuff's like 15%. So we're each basically drinking two bottles of that. That's, ooh, man. A big old
1: bottle of wine is what that is.
0: Yeah, we're drinking two bottles of one each that night. That's gonna be a That'll be a fun night, so tune in. Oh, man. All right. We plugged ourselves. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> we're where we we're talking about Burning Barrel and how they're still good. Maybe not our favorite, but they have a lot of good beers. But that's why I compared them to baseball teams where okay. they're still do you, amazing baseball do you players. Feel like, but do,
1: you, do you feel bad because you're hating on device? Is that why you're comparing it to them? No. I, oh, okay. I don't
0: think device is – I don't like device very much. They don't really have any I've, – I've been there once. And that was the first time I ever tried the I'm going to tell you right now, device is probably better than Alero. Well, I haven't been to Alero.
1: Okay, so I went to Alero. So, it's very much like the old Rubicon location, right? Except they pull up the carpet. Okay. And, you know, they have, like, it's a cool little trendy spot. Um, maybe I just got, like, a not-so-wonderful server. Okay, okay. Um, who didn't really know what she was talking about. Um, so Alero had some cool styles. Like, I learned a little bit there. Like, I learned, like, what a California common was. Which, uh, is either, it's brewed like a lager and aged like an ale, or it's a, it's brewed like an ale and aged like a lager. I'm pretty sure it's the first one. Um. Okay. Which is cool. It's like an early style, I guess, at, uh, I want to say like during the gold rush or something when people first started moving over, like that's kind of like a style that first came to be. Um, I could be totally full of crap about that, but that's kind of the sentiment of what that style is about. Um. You know, it's a very old school style. So they have one of those. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, a lot of people are it's like, if you're like, what's your favorite drinking style or style of beer to drink? And people are like, oh, California you're common. You're like, what are you? We're still talking, we're still talking about beer. Yeah, it almost what? sounds like a a sour or yeah, a yeah, cider yeah. or something. <laughs> uh huh. And it's yeah. um, you know, that's kind of where the they sort of mix the ale versus lager kind of family. And I think that's that's cool. There's something to be said for that. Um, I was kind of thrown off, um, the, the filtered IPA was a little bit hazier than the hazy IPA based on,
0: that's interesting. That's a very interesting,
1: based on, well, right. So, um, and that, that assessment is based on the way my flight was labeled. And when I brought it to the server's attention, she was like, yeah, I know we have a hazy. It's really clear. It's the oh, way. It's maybe they the way filtered th- it with a fish net. It's the know. way the head brewer filters it, and yeah. I was like, "Well, wait, why? Why are you filtering it if it's hazy?"
0: Is it filtered or is it not filtered? The brush <laughs> <You> should be <laughs> like, "Did you put a filter in there or not?" Well, <laughs> right. right, and, and I like, understand guys. there's like different grades of filtering, but like, if you're filtering
1: it, you can't say it wasn't filtered. Uh
2: huh.
1: I guess that's sort of how I feel about that. Yeah. Um. And I'm not a brewer, so I I guess you can take that opinion with a grain of salt, too. But, so, like, okay, the difference between a pale ale and IPA, right, is the amount of hops they put into it, which is sort of subjective to the brewer, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, a knee-deep pale ale will probably be hoppier than, um, like, San a pale ale, for
0: instance. On that, Um, though, I think you and I have talked about, couldn't you go by alcohol content where pale ale's are usually around 5%? like a, an average beer, IPA yeah, is yeah, yeah, 6. Yeah, yeah, sure. Seven, that's, that's fine. That, um you know, that's but I guess it detailed, just murky,
1: uh, it muddies the water a little bit yeah, because right, it, so it makes a hoppy pale at like 6%. That might be hoppier and a little bit higher in ABV than some IPAs you might find. Yeah, a little bit more IBU value. Maybe. A bit higher. I don't know. Yeah. Again, we don't know because it's it's that subjective. like yeah. we don't know definitively because of that. Like those are great rules of thumb to kind of sift through the the beer world by but um and I guess um without having enough knowledge about it, I guess that that's how I want the hazy versus unhazy thing to be. Whereas like, okay, I guess maybe there's a world where a, a brewer brewed a hazy mm-hmm. that wasn't like, you know, sculpin from Ballast yeah. Point is a little cloudy, but it's unfiltered still.
0: But the Helloha um, sculpin, which was unfiltered. Um well I haven't not- had that. But I just – I think it's interesting that it's a filtered
1: IPA that's still a little bit hazier than other filtered IPAs by other breweries. True, so, true. So my whole point with that is like, OK, you have a filtered IPA that's hazier than your hazy IPA from the same brewer. Mm-hmm. Like if we're talking about brewer subjectivity and the styles are subjective to the brewer, like I don't even know how you do that. So between like the beer being – the beer is kind of like what you talk about with the device. Like it's OK. Um, they have good food. Yeah. Um Okay. Like to be honest, like if I was gonna take like a girl who really liked beer out on a date, I'm probably like Aleros towards the top of the spots in the Sacramento area because they have food too. Like um and the food's good. Food's good. Yeah. Um yeah. beer's beer's solid, but like field work is down the street and field work is beating the brakes off these guys. Oh, Fieldwork's put out some great stuff. And right Big Stump oh, man, they're so good. is right down the street from Fieldwork. And Big Stump has a way better reputation than Alero. So I'm just, okay, within within a quarter mile, I can go to two breweries that have better beer. So
0: mm-hmm. if we're talking just beer, why would I go there? Well, you bring up a funny point there. Uh, the food part is uh, a big draw for a lot of people – That aren't as in a beer as you and I are. You and I are pretty picky. We're a little snobby sometimes. Uh, A fair number of times. I'll call us out. A fair number of times. Uh, What's really interesting is you have Out of Bounds in Rockland, which I have never been in there, and it was more than half full. And it's not very big. There's a lot of seats, uh, but it's a small brewery. It's a small place, right? But there's always somewhere to sit down. You can always go in there, get a beer, sit down, and talk. Mm Mm-hmm. They serve the same menu, the same beer, at the Folsom location they just opened up. But the Folsom location has appetizers and food. But the Folsom location has a one-hour wait. doesn't matter when you go, what time of day, what day of the week. You always have a wait to sit down there. And it's the same beer, but it's with food. And people go bananas over the one in Folsom, but they don't care about the one in Rockland at all.
1: You know what's funny, though? Okay, so they always have a food truck out in front of the Rockland one.
0: No one cares. It's I know. Crazy. That's funny. <laughs> are you, you can, going there for the beer? Or are you going for the food? Because I'm going for the beer. Well, but I mean, you go to the one in Folsom, you're paying 13 bucks for a pretzel. You know what I mean? Are you, are you going for the beer? You're going for the food because it's. I guess. I mean,
1: I I wish your your point wasn't like so accurate because it like irritates me that people are like, oh, there's food. We're
0: going. It's that's also funny because it's Folsom, and the same beer. Is being served and people can't get enough of it. And you go, Oh, have you been to the Rockland one? There's much better seating, it's a lot less busy. There's one in Rockland? What? It's like that, that was the first one. That's the original one. That's the one where you can actually talk to the people that make the beer. They know more about the beer. That's <laughs> the Folsom one, not to bag on, out of bounds, because we do like out of bounds. But They're great.
1: We just we've had their stuff so much and like you said, they haven't released enough stuff enough new stuff
0: yeah well when they first opened the Folsom ones when I got that crawler of the apricot kettle sour it was really really good where I asked the guy how they made it and why it wasn't as sour as it should have been and he was like well I don't yeah. want to get
1: too technical with you that's right
0: he, he didn't want to show me up with with beer technicality but I, I told him it's fine I mean, I said, talk casually talking I'm a beer guy he said well it's a it's a kettle sour so it's not a sour because we make it in a kettle <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, if that's as much as you know about the beer, why am I going here? I'd rather go to the Rockland one where I can actually talk to people and they know what they're talking about. Which is a funny because it's the same beer. It's the same company. It's just a completely different world, I guess, in Folsom. It just cracks me up. Well, I think you – know? I
1: guess you you highlighted, I guess, about, I guess like the, the – I wouldn't imagine that the people who own Out of Bounds – intended for a different demographic.
0: But, it's a completely different demographic. Yeah, you point. know,
1: like, you you highlight on, like, they're clearly looking for a different experience mm-hmm. between those two locations, which it's which is fine because there's a different experience provided, but because we're looking at beer, right, like, we're not mm. talking about brewery food, like, we I guess we could have a second podcast for brewery food, but... Yeah, uh, we're usually just
0: Taco Bell, whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not food connoisseurs, right? But, uh, I mean, it's just interesting that you highlighted it where it's like, okay, the same beer is being served and one one staff is so much more knowledgeable. But that's likely because the Rockland Roseville, you know, the Rockland location in that area with, with, with Rockland Roseville, like the people going in there, if they're going to be asking about the food, they're talking to someone who works in a food truck. Yeah. Versus like the only thing you're going to ask the, the Rockland people is – Either something about the beer, or to change the channel on the TV.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no servers. There's no um, busers. There's none of that stuff. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I guess the one in uh, Folsom feels more like a restaurant than a brewery, which is kind of maybe what they're going for, but sure. Uh, you're losing a little bit in your brand there.
1: So even to highlight, like you know, we talked about like brewery aesthetics versus like brewery demographic. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny going back to more of the aesthetics talk. Um one of the breweries that's super high on my list that I'd love to try right now is um, dueling dogs out in Lincoln.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah.
1: I've heard nothing but positive things. They you know, they drop new beer every now and again and um, we don't even know they're staples, right? which is kind of rare. Like I don't even think they put things in cans really. I think um, it's one of those breweries where you have to go there to, to get it. Really, really small. Um, But, like, their tasting boards, they're dog paws. Yeah, it's a dog paw. And, it's, you know, the, the four pads in mm-hmm. the center of the paw makes five. So you get five okay. samples in your flight. All right. tasting boards a big dog paws. Like, I mean, those are, like, those kinds of aesthetics that really, like, tie in the trendiness of breweries and give you that, like, like that's a dueling dogs experience. Like if when we're going to Burning Barrel, like you know the Burning Barrel experience. You know Thin Line has its own experience. Like,
0: well if you go to Bike Dog, you don't get that same experience. It's still a dog oriented place. There's dogs in there all the time. It's a it's a it's called Bike Dog, but you don't get the same dog experience. Yeah. If you go to Dueling Dogs, a, I it's think Bike Dog
1: makes great so, beer. I mean do. the aesthetics of the atmosphere. brewery
0: are like, but they're not on par. Like the aesthetics of the brewery aren't on par with Burning Barrel. No, they're not. They're not fancy touchy. They're more like. Hey, sit down at the bar and watch out because we're making beer right behind your head. You know what I mean? They're like right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even so though you're in um, it. It's more industrial. It's
1: I like have nothing but wonderful things to say about their beer.
0: But if I'm going to make a drive to a brewery – Well, if you're going for an experience, yeah. You're going to go to a burning barrel because it's more pleasant. OK, but if I'm going for beer, like when was the last time I went to Bike Dog? We went there and uh, they had a bunch of stuff on tap. We, we, we liked their pineapple IPA they made. We liked their Neapolitan – that was good. I love Velodrome. That's uh, your Velodrome staple was double. Velodrome is good. They have a good Pilsner. Well, um, when was the last
1: time we went? Like,
0: that's well, my that's thing. It's thing. like, as good
1: as the beer is, Is like, when was the last time we felt compelled? Well, like, as cool – like, Bike Dog's time, not a bad place. It's just a little bit of a drive, and it's not it's overly enticing
0: to us. It's not very exciting. But then also, they do distribute a lot of their beers, so we can get it without having to go to the brewery. We can get cans everywhere. Okay. So, I think that's that makes a really it a, fair little point. Bit, a little bit more accessible than most breweries. Which yeah. That's – that's a good point, mm. I think, because um,
1: Bike Dog's good. Oh, they They're make really
0: good, good stuff. We love Bike Dog, yeah. And plus, just, last time we were in there, they had a Boston Terror sitting at the counter. I was like, Yeah, so. see, that's
1: what you can do. i give two shits about a Boston Terror. You know
0: Terror. what? Uh, um, we need more beer. What do you want to drink? Oh, Widowmaker. Q&A Brewing Company. It's good who, stuff. Who? Q&A. That's up in... Uh, is that a Native American tribe? I don't know. It's That's what a, that sounds like. <laughs> it's uh, Upper Peninsula up. of Michigan, uh, up by Houghton. It's actually in Houghton. Oh, yeah, it's You're up. talking way up by Canada, kind of on the east or the west side of the UP. Projects um,
1: into Lake Superior and was the site of the first copper boom in the United States.
0: Yeah, it's old mining town.
1: But population is roughly forty-three thousand two hundred people.
0: Yeah, Houghton is uh, basically it's a college with a bunch of college kids that do everything for the whole town. And uh, are a bunch of really, really smart kids. It's has uh,
1: got Native American
0: for something. Yeah, it's all French and uh, Native American up there. It's it's pretty cool history. But Keenan Brewing Company makes some good beer. A cousin of mine gave me this beer uh, a couple years ago to try, and it was up until I shot his sister, also my cousin's wedding. Uh, a couple it's weeks a ago I smuggled photographer, not a gunsman That's right <laughs> <laughs> Pictures, pictures um, I smuggled some back in my uh, suitcase on the airplane uh, So we can try it here out in California But he was saying uh, they have college nights Where it's a dollar pint at the brewery It's pretty good stuff It kind of tastes like a craft version of a Guinness So, okay. would like to do the honors, Jordan? Sure. Pour, I'll pour it, it out pour it. It's only a 12-er So it's really small We're going to get small samples But, oh, it's good It goes down smooth. It looks like it. It looks like Guinness, doesn't it? Yeah. A little um, bit. It's not an Irish potato stout. (laughs) Technically, it's a um, black ale, but it has a lot of similar characteristics. Black ale.
1: Easy on the hops, and easy on the palate. A light-bodied ale with hints of smoky molasses and a surprising depth of malt flavors. The Widowmaker, an early pneumatic drill without benefit of dust suppression introduced to the copper country in the 1890s, contributed greatly to the morality of miners due to prolonged dust inhalation.
0: Okay. Well, after having that... uh, honeydew we just killed off you can definitely taste the dark smoky flavor of this beer it it tastes like it, the first initial flavor tastes like a barbecue where the hell is the abv on this it's about five percent roughly mm. five six something like that. it's not too heavy i don't think it's listed on the can that's fine it's whatever let's try this thing. what do you think jordan straight up what do you think Smell it. Talk about it. What do you got? I mean, just... It
1: smells kind of like a... Like a typical porter or stout. Like you get more of the... It smells like a dark ale, right? Right. Like there's a little bit more of a chocolatey characteristic. Um, I mean, you can smell the yeast and It's definitely an ale, a no lager. Just based on just how it smells. It has that kind of quality to it. Um... It's definitely pushing more towards the stout characteristic. Um, it's a little bit darker like that. It looks a little bit more like coffee. Yep, it's not uh,
0: transparent. It's a little bit cloudy, but not much,
1: just a little we're bit. Right, and so I mean, yeah. Um, it's
0: very smooth. Um, that smoky flavor jumps out right in front, doesn't it? Almost like a smoky sweet.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's very it's. Um, it's very smooth. Yes, you get a little bit of uh, that smoky characteristic on it. Um, it's nice malt. This is really easy drinking for a stout. Um, oh yeah,
0: this is like your perfect campfire beer. Uh,
1: okay, sure. I guess I'm not. I mean, this is good. Guinness is a good comparison. I think this is yeah. this is more like a craft Guinness.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of uh, how I feel about it. Um
1: like if any of you have had like Deschutes Obsidian Stout like Obsidian Stout <laughs> like wrecks this Obsidian Stout as far as just, like um like boldness Well and, like boldness and the quality of the beer What about a Black Butte Porter? Uh, I think Black Butte Porter is a little bit heavier than this. Ju- I think I mean this is This very is really, really light,
0: right? For a dark it, beer. It's really okay, light. Okay,
1: I mean, so Guinness is a stout and Guinness is still really light.
0: I think it just um yeah. This is a little bit smokier. It's like a smoky Guinness.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess, sure. Um, I don't, I mean, it just has a it's, it's super light body, super smooth, super easy drinking. Um, this is great easy drinking for winter, I guess. You know, it's cold outside. Campfire, sure. I guess campfire is great. Um, I just don't think, like, if I'm out at a camp, <laughs> in my own head, if I'm like, okay, what's the perfect beer to drink out by a campfire? This isn't what I'm getting, mm. but, like, if someone had this at a campfire, I'm not...
0: Well, I think like no. most of the, the people that drink this live in cabins or houses in the woods. It snows most of the year. And when it's not snowing, it's you raining. you say most
1: of the people who drink this, what are you talking about?
0: <sighs> they don't distribute. They don't uh, do very, very uh, okay. diverse so cameras. So you're talking about so like
1: this is perfect for like the Midwest
0: mentality. Well, I'm not even talking about I'm talking about like this is – you can get this in northern Michigan only. Like it doesn't. If you're in, if you're like Detroit area, Grand Rapids, you're probably not going to see this. Uh, we're talking. That's even the same state. You might so not even see Keweenaw it. Even so. a craft beer. It is. It's very very small. It's like um, you leave Sacramento, you're not. So they gonna don't see distro. Home. Not okay. really.
1: But you have it. In, you have it in a can. So walk, walk me through it.
0: Well, in northern Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula, you can buy it. In cans and six packs. So they okay. So the mild distro, then I guess technically very. Mi- but you're talking also the population of the entire Upper Peninsula of Michigan is half a million people, for the entire upper half of the state. Okay. So we're talking Sacramento City by itself is two million. So oh,
1: spread through the entire Upper Peninsula.
0: Yeah. So we're talking. You go maybe so really northern Wisconsin. Very. It's very light. Um, a lot of the beer they make, they only make at the brewery, which is right in, the, it's a, it's a college town. It's like if Sierra Nevada only distributed to Chico, Sacramento, San Francisco, Redding, and maybe Reno, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like have it's you, really small.
1: Have you had any, have you, okay, so have you gone to the brewery?
0: No, I have not been there, but my cousin, uh, went to school there and he said, it's fantastic. He's the one that actually told me about the dollar pints they had.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, um, this
0: for a buck a pint. I mean, it's not bad, right? Pretty good. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's better than Guinness.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, no disrespect to Guinness. Um, have you had any... Does Kiwanod
0: distribute anything else? Or? Oh, they have a lot of different beers. I've had their... Wow. Um, Perfect. What else they have have a, we a Blonde that's not bad. They have a Pale Ale that's not bad. Uh, I've had, I think, one of their IPAs that was all right. Um the hard part is, what style was the IPA? It was just a standard IPA, but it wasn't... It wasn't. Okay, you say standard. Was it a West Coast IPA? No, no. It, it was uh, a... Like a traditional th- American what, IPA? What I was just about to say is that here on the West Coast, we are very much spoiled. We have Northeast Hazies. We have West Coast IPAs. We have Mid- Midwest IPAs. It was more like... Um, <sighs> remember that Sacktown Brewing we had... <laughs> that was like eh, i didn't really uh, like that one yeah that's bit
1: no, to IPA union i think the world of them but that that's I that's about level. on
0: par um it's hard to judge their ipas because out in here in California we have some pretty amazing ipas uh but they're you know it's it's different because their summer is only a couple months out of the year for the most part it's raining or it's snowing, and it snows about three-quarters of the year. So they're going to be better at their dark beers, their browns, their, their porter, stouts, that kind of stuff, which this is a black ale. So uh, other than this this
1: black ale, have you had like a brown or porter or stout mm-hmm. by them that's
0: I've had a blonde good? that was pretty good. No, no, no. You said blonde, um,
1: and then you were talking about the IPA. I'm talking like you said they're good for dark beer. What other dark beer have you had by
0: them? I haven't had any other dark beer by them okay. because this is the one, if you go to a bar, they have this on tap. If you go to a tackle shop where they sell fish bait, they have this in six packs. They have the, the IPA, they have the, the blonde, they have okay. the pale ale. So this ale. is like
1: a flagship dark beer. Oh, this is – if you're going to
0: define this brewery, you would say Widowmaker. That's the beer. Okay. So that's cool. – I mean, it's kind of funny because it's a dark beer. Usually on the West Coast, we have – uh, breweries defined by IPA's it's a little different but again they're in a cold weather environment most of the time so they're gonna be more probably better the dark beer stuff uh, more traditionally in the Midwest are malty or they're not as hoppy as the two coasts are east to west so to me it makes sense this is my whole point where I brought this back from Michigan was because it's it's the beer that you can readily get for one to two dollars per pint any day of the week at most I mean, bars, I, I mean, and it's not bad. I don't
1: – I can't think of a <laughs> – if someone knows an, a place in SAC where you get craft beer for $2 a pint, yeah, you let me know. And this um, isn't bad beer. This is good for – No. Uh, yeah. If you're talking dollar pint night, yeah, let's – I'll tip this back all night.
0: This like like yeah. – that um, oh, goes down easy.
1: It's, yeah, it's good. It's not like not my favorite stout in the world, but you know the, the world of stouts, I think, is kind of like – it's very much like the world of IPAs in the sense that the water is particularly muddy by expectation and what you're looking for out of the beer. So if you want like a bourbon barrel stout and something that has a lot of robust flavor, Great, and then, you know, like we talked about in the last segment where, like, people really like Pliny because of how smooth it is. Like, this is kind of in that that same school of thought where yeah. it's a darker, a darker beer that's super smooth, super drinkable. You can tip back, you know, a lot of these, you know, anywhere, like, oh, as, yeah. as many as you feel like, you know, have eight pints, spend eight bucks, tip your bartender fat, and call it a day.
0: That's kind of what what hooked me on this beer was when I was back there a few years ago back in uh, northern Michigan in a town called way. And then a bar where you can get these for two bucks a pint. And my cousin and I were there for about an hour and a half. And, man, I couldn't walk straight. But, shit, I only spent 15 bucks on beer and tip. So (laughs) you can't complain about that, right? So the interesting thing, too, with this is there's a lot of uh, smoked porters coming out. There's smoked stouts. I would put this in the category of a smoked porter. Okay. Even though it's labeled as a black ale, it has the same... Um, mouthfeel the qualities, the smokiness of a smoked porter. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, like you know, something similar like Track 7's Burnt Fog or um, Deep had a smoked coffee porter. It was pretty good. Something like that. You definitely, when you put it in your mouth, you taste that smoke. Burnt fog,
1: I think, is a good comparison. I think burnt burnt fog is a little uh, has a little bit of a heavier body to it. It has more of the craft feel to it. This is. Well, this is I mean, little... I think this has a craft feel to it too. I think this is just um, if you were to put Guinness and burnt fog on the opposite ends of a spectrum, I think this is like right in the middle. Like I think. Yeah. Um, this goes down super smooth, and I think it's really. I think it'd be really easy to dismiss that as like. Not a craft feel. I just think it's an e- it's an easy drinking porter. Like it's um.
0: It really is. It's, it's funny because it's a black ale, which is I guess it could have easily been a smoked porter. It just it's marketing, you know. Essentially, it's kind of how they put it. Yeah, but I I agree. But no one no one recognizes it as a KBC Keweenaw Brewing Company. Uh, when you say Widowmaker, everyone in the UP knows Widowmaker. When you say Widowmaker. Oh, I know Widowmaker. It's like so you say Sierra Nevada here in California. Oh, that's pale ale. Yeah. Even though they have 15, 25, 30, 40, whatever varieties of beer they've made over it's the years. It's funny you say that because yeah. when
1: someone um, sees my Sierra Nevada handle where I work, right, and they're like, well, is that the paleo?" I'm like, well, it says paleo on the handle. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, is that the paleo?" Like, yeah, I mean, is there another beer
0: by them that you're really – That you would recognize. Like, is it Tropical Torpedo? Is it Sidecar IPA? Which is, like, it's a blue label versus a green label when it's (laughs) Tropical. Wait. No, this one is 2015 Bigfoot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, um, yeah, it's just cool. That's, this is good. I like this. Cool. You want to bust open something else? Yes. All right. What do you want? Uh, want to we'll do Yingling Lager. Let's do Yingling. Let's do it. Oldest brewery in America. It says it on the can, so I, I would oh, hope okay. they're not liars, but they're also the uh, oldest and largest craft brewery in America. Just from uh, Snapchat of our collection of cans here and the recorder, uh, we have three people already excited about our promo... Uh, promo podcast, huh? Our promo podcast that turned out to be way longer than... Than I originally intended five minute podcast turned into almost two hours so we'll see Once it gets cut after down,
1: editing I'm sure you could get it down to like 10 minutes <laughs> I was gonna say 45 uh, I think there's some, like, 45, some yeah. really really funny conversation that's worth listening to uh, yeah. um I guess I guess it's worth listening to if yeah. you're oh well I kind of shortchanged you on that that's one but um that's fine uh worth listening to if you like care about beer like if you don't care about beer i guess you probably shouldn't listen to um a lot of what the growler gang podcast is going to
0: be and a lot of what this promo podcast is oh man if you like drinking good beer talking about good beer Mm. and a a bunch of assholes sitting around a table you're gonna have a good time Mm -hmm. listening to our podcast that's pretty much what we are but here yeah so we're talking about yingling lager right this is the original lager in a can original amber beer Okay. it's an amber. It is. It's very malt heavy. And I mean this. I mean, yeah, it has that. So it's funny. This is a, like a lager. east coast slash midwestern beer, and a lot of those like you know past blue Okay, what blue is it with the town
1: your whole family's from, and not putting like ABV on the beer? Like
0: that's the east coast thing.
1: Like no one cares. Like I just don't understand. No one cares. They all assume it's five percent. Since 1829. England since 1829. It's like we beat britain down a second time and like 17 years later they're like oh we should we should have a beer
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes yes you fucking should america oldest brewery okay on the on the can you're right mm-hmm. um statistically they're the largest family owned craft brewery yep yeah.
0: yep yeah. um that's cool let's give this a whirl let's try it though it's very malty which the midwestern style is uh, not We're as getting hoppy. A lot of, like,
1: a, like a caramel flavor? Like a caramel toffee thing going for it? There's
0: a lot of caramel. There's a lot of just that grainy taste to it. Okay. Which is um, interesting because it's not Midwest. It's an East Coast beer. So but, what's
1: surprising is like, um, okay, so it's amber. Very It has an amber quality to it too. Um... It's a lot lighter than I really expected for, like, an amber lager. And I guess that's – because like, with
0: all the – You look at the color, too. It's very much an amber lager.
1: Right, which isn't very different than, like, a Vienna lager mm-hmm. or a Marzen. And mm-hmm. we were just kind of talking about it. But, like, this is – this is much lighter. Like, if you were to get, like, the Sam Adams Oktoberfest out, like, the body of the beer would be a lot more substantial. Um. And then this is, which isn't to criticize this, but this is. Ah, okay,
0: like, and like the least r- disrespectful one I want to say this, like, this is like borderline domestic. Here's the funny part I was at my cousin Shelby's wedding, taking pictures, put the camera down, uh, went out to my other cousin's secret stash of yingling in his ice chest, we're previously talking about. I was drinking it straight out of the can. Right now, you and I are drinking it out of pint glasses the proper way. And I cannot tell the difference.
1: Sure, right? I just um this. Okay, so like when you think about Coors or Budweiser, those um the like or uh, Schlitz, right? Or mm-hmm. what are
0: what are just some of the other PBR, Olympia, Hams? Storos, sure, like the yeah.
1: the old school pillars of like the American Pilsner, right? Yeah. Which is in the same family as an amber lager, even though this, this amber lager we're drinking is darker. Um, This feels, okay, like the next two in line, right? This is the the family, number one family-owned craft brewery. Mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada is number two. Sam mm-hmm. Adams is number three. Or maybe I have that. No, I think maybe they're number three. Sierra Nevada is three and Sam Adams is two. I forget. Sam Anyways.
0: Adams is number two, yeah. Yeah,
1: second and the third is Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, whatever order you want to pick. I don't care. Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada both still have, like, a little bit of a craft feel to them.
0: Yeah, well, the ingredients, you can tell. When you taste the Sierra Nevada, you can taste the hops. This has more of a Budweiser feel to it. Well, all the flavors kind of blend together. It has one flavor. You know what I'm saying? No, like, if where I worked put this on draft, I wouldn't push this. Well, no. Here's the interesting thing. You take a drink... Does the flavor change as it moves from the front to the back of your mouth? Does it change as you drink it? Is there an aftertaste? Because to me, it has the same flavor from the moment it enters your mouth to the moment you finish swallowing it. Breathe out your nose. That's what she said. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're correct. No, it doesn't change I'm saying,
0: Like Sam Adams in Sierra Nevada, you drink those beers. It makes a difference if you drink them in a can versus in a pint glass, you drink them properly. This one, I feel like...
1: I wish I could, like, pour this back into the can and drink it out of the fucking (laughs) can.
0: You probably could, but I don't think we have... We don't have an extra, so...
1: I (laughs) don't feel like making a mess right now. That's what he said. From experience,
0: experience, it tastes exactly the same. I was drinking it. I cracked a can open. I have that Yeti single can... Uh, you know beer container that my cousin gave me as a wedding gift. I appreciate it uh, Drinking it straight out of the can that way it tastes exactly the same. It's not bad It's just not what you think when you think craft beer craft beer you think there's different flavors You can taste the hops you taste the malt You have this hand handmade feel to it, you know mm-hmm. You don't really get this with dingling because they're so big mm-hmm it's similar, to like what Sierra Nevada is kind of turning into, or Sam Adams. No, okay, you know? sure. You
1: could, you could. Okay, there's an argument to be made similar to what Sam Adams and Sierra Nevada have kind of turned, turned past tense into, I guess. Yeah. Versus maybe what they were before, which I mean, it's hard for us to say because we weren't around 20, 30 years ago when they were no. first like a like an upper comer. But like, okay, would you rather drink this
0: or Sierra Nevada Pale Ale? That's a trick question because we live on the West Coast and we do like our piney pale ales. Sure. Okay, so fine, that's, fine. We're biased. Would we're you rather biased. drink
1: this or GFD by Sierra Nevada? I baited you. I already knew what you were going to say.
0: Um,
1: you're fucking welcome.
0: You're crafty, Jordan. You're crafty. <laughs> well, are you going to compare um, BFG versus uh, Boston is it, Lager? Is it GFD? It's beer for drinking. BFG. Oh, that was good for drinking. Beer for drinking. BFG, it, it, BFD, B, BFD, okay, BF, something, something that we could BFD pronounce. BFG is the Big Friendly we were, Giants, which is
1: the book by Roald <laughs> Dahl.
0: <Dolph. laughs> if we were more sober, we would know these <laughs> No, it's um, that would be a toss-up between uh, BFD and this Boston Lager. This will be third place. <laughs> But be third comfortably third. <laughs> yes, and if so. there's only three. I can't overstate uh, that. Boston Logger is such a solid Logger.
1: Boston, Boston Logger like rips the shit out of this. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, yingling. Okay. But yes, it's very.
1: <laughs> okay. Very Sam, much so. Sam seventy six Lager is better than this. Whoa, whoa. And I don't whoa. like Sam seventy six Lager.
0: Whoa. Okay. Let's not. Let's not go that low. All right. Let's. Okay. They're on par. We gotta have some class here. All right. Is <laughs> Sam 76 lager? Okay, There's fine. Sam Adams winter lager is better than this. Oh, yeah. So is their summer lager. So is... It's summer ale. Just so other... Well, it's an ale. Summer ale. Oh, well, Cold um, snaps I stand there. corrected. Cold I sounds better.
1: oktoberfest yeah.
0: like oh, their Octoberfest is good, but not as good as Sierra Nevada this year. Uh, tr- <laughs> <No>? <laughs> Gotta bring true. that up.
1: Basic bitches disagree, but oh, the craft beer man. enthusiasts know.
0: Um, <laughs> that Sierra Nevada one is so good this year. Good.
1: Stir it with a spoon. Pro Which, tip.
0: Um, well, also pro tip: try the Sierra Nevada one every year because it's always different. Yes. Most people they don't know that. They partner with
1: a different brewery the tw- every year. The 2018 version partnered with the Ugh. oldest brewery in the world, which is from Germany. They opened in like like 1142
0: or something they're stupid. It's almost 1,000 years old. They're so close to 1,000 years old. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, this Yingling traditional lager, though, like when they're like craft beer, I'm like. It's not. Craft beer? This is light beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's really. It's really sweet, which is kind of what throws me off. It tastes like a produce almost like a soda beer, like a soda pop,
1: you I know? Whatever. Say whatever you want about it. just, I'm irritated with it.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It I tastes- had two beers by
1: them, and I'm, like, not impressed. I'm like, why are you even craft if you're not making craft anything?
0: Well, because they're old. They're, you know, OG status. <laughs> and that's it. They got the okay, title. Okay, fine. Whatever. Just be right. I don't uh, know. Yeah. So we tried quinoa, we tried yingling. It sounds like you're trying to say quinoa. By the way, when you're quinoa,
1: <laughs> in not California,
0: Keenwa. quinoa is like a hot. That's a hot topic. So it is definitely not quinoa. It's quinoa. And Ke- if they found out I was calling them quinoa brewing, they'd probably murder me. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah your reputation in the upper in Michigan that's Peninsula that's right is hey
0: you know what I got a good rep up there alright <laughs> all 50 of them know there's me like, right
1: <laughs> I was just about to say there's like literally 50 people
0: my family um, and everyone they know they, they love me that's everyone So. and
1: the three people who want to hear what we talk about beer um, or what we say about beer that's right um, the three
0: people that don't live in California <laughs>
1: really was that the people who wanted to listen to the podcast and none of them live in California
0: probably uh, my cousin Tanner Maybe Shelby. She's she's pretty cool. She likes beer. Her husband, Marcus, is a cool guy. Um, so I put them together because they just got married. It's married couple, right? One and all. Uh, Tanner, Shelby, Marcus. Maybe Cousin Peter. Do you think he'd listen? No. <laughs> I don't think Peter would listen.
1: We don't even have a local following. And you're like, this might be an international hey, thing. Because anyone hey. gives a shit
0: about You never know. My website, I'll have you know, gets... Uh, inquiries and, uh, you know, visits from all over the world. And I have a, a map tracker, so. Is the podcast on your website? Yes, it is. It's hosted on my website. See, <laughs> that, that plug? You like that plug? That. you like that plug? like that plug? You like but that plug? It's not accessible to, um, Even
1: Buzz Jordan can give you, you know.
0: Well, what's my website? Because I it's not accessible directly through the website, but um, it is attached to chrismoriartyphotography.com you huh, like that plug? <laughs> my own plug there, yeah I, I do like that. my own plug. plug that was good thank you for the setup that was like volleyball you set and I serve. there you go boom set and spike we spiked it well alright serve set spike okay serve set spike
1: or, or technically it's bump, set spike because bump or serve goes to the other team
0: I don't know Jordan I've my never played. played
1: my sister played volleyball in high school Your sis,
0: I was going to say <laughs> I've never played women's volleyball
1: <laughs> they <laughs> have men's volleyball <laughs> in the
0: Olympics you
1: which is actually one of the better events in the Summer Olympics,
0: just so we're
2: clear.
0: Does Tom Cruise play in that one too? No, dude. They're like, they're pretty legit. They have dudes that are like six, 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 seven. That's pretty hardcore. That's no. hardcore. No, I'm serious. Like, okay. Why isn't it on TV then? Because the women's volleyball. It is on that. TV. You uninformed douchebag. I guess I only watch the women's volleyball. Which is I mean. <laughs>
1: I mean, not to be like sexist, but the the booty shorts, not gonna lie.
0: (laughs) I mean, I only knew that Sweden had a volleyball team. I didn't know anyone else did. (laughs) Like, I'm just saying, like, just to be. (laughs) No, I mean.
1: Now this just sounds really gay. Um, The men's volleyball team stuff, man, like it's. (sighs) That's pretty intense. Savage. Yeah, they're no joke. All right. That's no, what we're no, laughing. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just, I mean, we're talking about, like, women in booty shorts. Yeah. And like, But the men's volleyball team, I'm like, Those oh, guys like,
0: in booty shorts. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, like, Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. I don't really mean it like that, but. Um, so what happens when you split three pints, two twelvers, and two crawlers between two guys? Three pints? Nice. No, three pints, two two twelvers, and two crawlers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully, that's what I said the first time.
1: <laughs> we'll see. No, you're good. I thought I misunderstood you. I thought you were counting the Crowlers as
0: the Pints. No, I no. Like, I no. only see two Crowlers. Yeah, two Crowlers.
1: Three. <laughs> three pints, yeah, no, I wasn't
0: really a good listener. Two um, Twelvers. And some Wendy's. And some Wendy's. And with that, we'll leave you. All right. <laughs> November 10th, we're going to record our podcast. Girly Gang, uh, we wish Colin the best of luck. <laughs> trying to keep up with us that he is not uh, overwhelms. Hashtag Colin will quit. <laughs> no, he's a nice guy. Apparently, he knows a lot about beer. I guess we'll see. So, all right, till then. Good night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Good morning, cheers. There you go.